Shalom everybody, today we are learning Shaftim Parak Yeralf. In today's Parak, we are going to be introduced to the Shaft at Yiftach. We're going to see how he's successful in his battles against the Amainim. And then at the end of the Parak, we're going to see the tragic story of Yiftach's daughter. That Yiftach makes a ner that whoever comes out first from his house, if he's successful in battle, he is going to be Magdish. And then when he comes back from the battle, unfortunately his daughter comes out. And second, we're going to describe how Yiftach was Makayim his nether. So let's jump right in. Parak Yeralf, Pasak Alpha, Yiftach, Yiftach Hagilad, he was a strong man, Ruben Isha Zaina. He was the son of a Isha Zaina, which for Hashem's sake, it just means that his father married outside of the Shev, and that's why he's called the Zaina, the daughter of a, the son of a Zaina, Vayel Gilad, Yiftach, and Gilad was the father of Yiftach, Vayel Gilad, 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 and the wife of Gilad had other children. So Gilad had more than one wife. And the children of, of Gilad said to Yiftach, You're not one of our children. You aren't our brother. Go away. We don't want you in our family. So Yiftach ran away. He was afraid of his brothers. And he settled in Eretz Taiv, which we'll come back to what that's referring to. And Anashim Reikim, empty people surrounded Yiftach, and they traveled with him, they came with him. And it was during that period of time that the Amainim came to fight against Kaisal. So when Amain was coming to fight against Kaisal, so the, the elders of Gilad went back and they wanted to come to Yiftach. Yiftach was a very strong man, like the Pots brings down in the beginning, he was the Gibor Chayel. And therefore, they wanted, they wanted Yiftach to come up in their battle. So the elders of Gilad turned to Yiftach and they said, Can you please be our general? Can you help us fight against Ammon? So Yiftach turns to the elders and he says, You kicked me out of the house. You, you chased me out of the house. And now when you're, something's bothering you, now when you're in trouble, you come to me and you ask him to be your leader. The elders respond, you're, you're right, that really, we did kick you out of the house, but please come back to us, and when you are successful in the battle, we'll point you as our head, we'll point you as our leader. So Yiftach responds that if that's, this is talk what happens, that I'm successful in the battle, then I'll end up being your leader. I will lead you, I will lead the Zikna So the elders of Gilad respond that Akadish Baruch is going to be the witness. He's going to see that if Takir is successful, you will be our leader. So Yiftach was appointed now as a general, as a leader in Klai. So Yiftach is called Devar Lefnei Hashem Ba Mitzvah. And Yiftach repeated this conversation in front of Hashem in Mitzvah. So now Yiftach sends messengers. To the king of Amin, Mali Vlach, Kivasi Lachim Baarzi. So Yiftach sends messengers to the king of Amin and he asks he asks the king, Why are you gonna fight against us? Why are you coming to not to fight? We are Malachi Amin El Malach Yiftach Kilakrisal's arts by Smithami Arnold Maliabak by the Artimata Hashiva Etzam Bishal. So the king of Amin responds, Because Clydesville took away our land when they came from Mitzrayim, and that's what we want. We just want to get our land back. We want to take back our land that was stolen. So now Yiftach sends back Malachim and he responds, by Yamalai. So he responds, We didn't take any lands of Maya, we didn't take any lands of Amin. So now we're getting a little bit of a history lesson. When Clyde Solis would try him, we went out of the Yam Suf and we came to Kadesh. And Clyde Solis sent messengers to the king of Adam, Lamar, that Clydesdale sent messengers to these kings, and the king said, the king of Edom, the king of Maiv said, you can't come into our land, we don't let you pass through. So Clydesdale circumvented, they went around the cities of Edom, and Clydesdale didn't go into the land of Maiv either. 
Then Klai Yisrael sends messengers to the to Sicha, the king of the of the And Klai Yisrael asks, "Can we please pass through land so we can get there to Israel?" As she saw Allah Rabbi Gvula, and Sichan didn't believe that Christ was just going to pass through. So Sichan encamped and they fought against Christ. Gave over Sichan and his entire army in the hands of Israel and the hands of Christ. They were successful. They won, they won over them in battle. Christ won over that land. Ziftach tells the king of, of Amman that we were successful. Akadish Baruch gave over the lands of, of the Amari in the hands of conquered. We inherited whatever was rightfully ours, and whatever is yours, you can have, but we have not taken away your land. So now Yiftach says, are any better than the king of the king Balak? He didn't even start up with us. He didn't fight against us. For 300 years, it was all quiet. Nobody came to fight against Christ. How come nobody came to save the land? You're claiming that's your land. How come nobody came during that time? So he tells the king that now you're coming to fight against us. You're doing a terrible thing. Akash Baruch is going to judge who is right. The king didn't listen to him. The king didn't listen to him. So now Yiftach had this Ruach Hashem, which before Hashem completely understand that he had a certain Iskabras. He became stronger and he was able to fight against the Amayinim. Other Mepharshim say that he had a Ruach Nevoah. If you give over Hashem, you, you allow me to be successful in my battle. So Yiftach promises whatever comes out of his house first, when he comes back from the battle, he's going to be magish, he's going to make as an Eilah for Hashem. So Yiftach goes out in battle and he's successful against them. So Klai is successful, 20 different cities they capture, and the Amayim are now under the rule of Klai. So now Yiftach returns back to his house, and he's coming to be Mekayim his nether. Whatever comes first out of his house is going to be Magish Hashem. Now his daughter goes out, she's so happy to see her father, she runs out of the house. And that was Yiftach's only child. So now when he sees her, he tears his clothes. Unfortunately, you're forcing me to magnify a carbon. But he says, I can't, I made another. And I can't be chazer. I can't go back my word. So the daughter shockingly says to her father, "Yes, you made another. You can do to me whatever you said you're going to do." Because allowed you to be successful. So now you have to your word. You have to So she tells her father, "You can do what you promised, Hashem." So she asks her father, give me two months, and when you go up to the mountains, I'm going to cry with my friends that for the rest of my life, I'm not going to be able to be married. Again, this big machlekes in the Farshim, exactly what happened to the daughter. Did Yiftach Kipshute kill her? Or Kipshute, many in the Farshim learned that Yiftach didn't actually kill his daughter. Rather, what happened was is that she was never going to be able to get married, and she's going to the rest of her life to just the service of Hashem. So that's why for two months, she went to cry with her friends that she was never going to be able to be married. 
goes to the mountains for two months, so she cries with her friends. After two months, she comes back to her father, and again, he's making his promise. She never got married, and that was a terrible thing in Klai And again, most of the first not that Yiftach actually killed his daughter, rather, she just was Makudish Lashem. She served Hashem, and she was never able to get married. Four times a year, four days a year, the daughters of Klai the woman in Klai would go up to the daughter of Yiftach, and they would console her, they would discuss with her the story that happened again, discussion of Farshman, exactly what they were doing. The Yaakov and Leis brings down that they went to comfort her, they went to just tell her everything that was going on in the world because she went up far away, she went to isolate herself, and so they were just informing her. They just wanted to be there for her and to lament the situation, the terrible thing that happened to her. Going back to the beginning of the parak, the Pasuk in Pasuk Gimel brought down that Yiftach went, that he settled in a good land. What does it mean, Eretz Tayyip? So this is a very interesting Yushami in Shviyas Parak Vav, where the Yushami writes that Eretz Tayyip is Zeus, Sisya, Why is the city called Tayyip? Sheptura Menemaisis, because it's Pater from Trumas and Maisis. So all the Mepharshim ask, what is it? What does that mean? If this land that Yiftach went to was potter from the midst of Jumus and Meister, so why is that considered a good land? That would be a bad thing. They weren't able to make kind of mitzvahs there. So a lot of interesting chapters in the Farshim. Chaim Kanievsky, in his uh, in his safer time of the time of the Kra, has a beautiful, very simple shot over here, and he brings down that there was that in that city there was such big tamidacham, there was such yirshemayim that they were afraid of doing any avaris. They're afraid of taking off Jumus and Meister improperly, and that's why they went to a place where they're potter from and Meister, so they knew for sure there would never be a problem. Which again is an interesting discussion. Is is that the proper thing to do? Is that really the best thing to do? To put yourself in a situation where you're potter from completely because you're so scared, or like Marsha writes in Chulun Dap the Chida writes like this as well, that a person who's truly a Tamil he knows what the proper Allah is, and he can actually be, live in this world, and he can be Makayim Allah properly, and not be concerned that he's doing any affairs. There's another beautiful shot brought down in the Chidobi here that why exactly Yiftach run away. So the Chidobi here explains, and the Sefer on Shaftim, he explains, well, as Yaakov Amlais, it's a very similar shot that the reason why Yiftach ran away was because he, he wanted to run away from Achleikis. And the Yaakov Amlais points out that technically the Pasuk brings down all the way in the beginning that Yiftach was a Gibra Chayel, a very strong person. And really, Yiftach could have came along and he could have destroyed his brothers. His brothers that were kicking him out of the house and didn't want to give him the Yerusha. He could have fought against them. But says the Chidah, says Yaakov Amlais, Yiftach wanted to run away from Achleikis. And why did he run specifically to this place? So he explains because this place was outside of Eretz and therefore, he's going to be Pater from Ali of the Regal. Tyson Sachem writes that a person who lives outside of Israel is Pater from Ali of the Regal, and he also is Pater from Trumas and Meister. So therefore, he would never have to come back to Israel to see his brothers. So the Chidah says, because of this media that he ran away from Machlekes, he ran away to make Shalom, that's why he would Zeichet had the bleeding Klai, so then being successful in his battle. So the Chidah and the Akhalites are just pointing out the importance of Shalom, the value of Shalom, something to try to run after. The Russian Boykia, that's one of the only myths where it says, Bakish Shalom Red Fair, that not just you have to try to make peace, you have to run after peace, you have to seek peace. It's a very beautiful tshuva. Of the night Behuda, I do a comma, your dad's from Alf. The night Behuda was discussing over there Machlekes between two different butchers, and he writes, in the Mitzvah Gudelim, and Hashem is no greater Mitzvah than making peace. And he writes at the end, nothing worse than and says very important. says nowadays in contemporary times it doesn't seem like we have a lot of and he says that the Sutton tries to convince you that so the Nehudu was telling us this idea 250 years ago right that it was very uncommon to have nowadays that unfortunately many times the Sutton tells us that what we're doing is really we're doing it with the best intentions However, we have to really be very careful, try to run after Shalim and run away from Achleikis. So that's the beautiful shot over here of the Chidah, the Akhman Lays. The reason why Yiftach was rewarded was because he ran away from Achleikis, and that's why he ended up being the leader. That's why he was successful. There's one more shot over here. The Pasuk and Pasuk Chav brings down that Klai Yisrael asked Sichem they can pass their land, and Sichem didn't trust Klai Yisrael, didn't believe that they're just going to pass through, and therefore Sichem said, you cannot pass through. So Chaim, Brisker, that's how it's brought down in his name, that what's about the people in Sichem, why didn't they believe Klai Yisrael that they were, that they were not actually going to fight, they are just going to pass through? 
So Chaim Brisker explained that the people in Sicha were not very careful to be very honest. They weren't makbid on to Mekayim, the words that they said. And therefore says Chaim Brisker that unfortunately it's a human tendency that things that we are, we do not behave properly in the areas that we have to work on, we also project those faults on others. So therefore the people in Sicha, they didn't keep the truth, so they couldn't believe that anybody else in the world would also say the truth. Now, just a beautiful idea from Shalom Zaman Arbach. Shalom Zaman says that why is it true that when somebody tells us that somebody did a small there, that somebody said Lashon Har, or somebody got angry, that we believe them. However, we don't believe that, that when somebody says that somebody else did a big Aver, he's Mechal Shabbos, a different Aver, we don't believe it. Says Rosh Hashanah, what's the type of Shat that we believe the first Lashon Har? We don't believe the second Lashon Har. Explains Rosh Hashanah, because since the first type of Aver is the type of Aver that we would do, so therefore we project the same thing on other people. If we would do that Aver, so probably other people would do that Aver as well. And that's why we believe that the Lashon Har. Says Rosh Hashanah, we have to be very careful. Just because we would do certain Aver, we cannot believe them about other people. Says Rosh Hashanah, that's a way to combat the idea of Lashon Hara. First of all, to improve ourselves, to improve our own midas, and then we won't believe Lashon Hara about our people. But number two, to recognize that just because we would do that there, it doesn't mean other people would do that there. We have to be very careful not to make a Lashon Hara. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.